with website personalization, we're saying, hey, why don't you start personalizing their experience when they're on your website, after they just clicked on your Facebook ad, after they just clicked on a referral link, after they just came from like a blog post. Today, I sit down with Eric Melkor, who is the head of partnerships as well as tech evangelist at Optimong. And today we talk about all things conversion rate optimization, as well as how to personalize your website in order to get the most out of your Facebook ads, your email marketing, as well as all the other marketing channels. I'm Nikita from aspectagency.com, and let's get into the podcast. Eric, it's a pleasure to have you on the Scaling E-Commerce podcast. I know that Miklos introduced you, and I was on his podcast, which was, I think it was uh, Help My D2C or something along those lines, which was a lot of fun. And he said that you would make for a great guest, mainly because uh, I know that there's a lot that you know on the e-com as well as like the website side of things. So pleasure to have you on. Hey, pleasure to be here, Nikita. Thanks for having me. Yeah, likewise. I know that before we started hitting record, we talked a little bit about what you do at Optimonk. And I know that our guests will find it very valuable. So I wanted to go ahead and ask you, what do you mainly specialize and what are you currently working on at Optimonk? Yeah, I mainly specialize in, uh, in in delivering personalization workshops. I do this every couple of weeks. It's free and uh, anybody can, can, can tune in. And they actually learn some of the best secrets from top performing e-commerce brands on how they've been able to scale. Brands like Obby, other brands like Blinjet, which is like doing, I think something ridiculous, like $500 million annually now. And they just started a few years ago. Obby, the same thing. They were bootstrapped uh, for like $10,000 and they're doing, I think, more than $3 million annually within a span of three years. And if you ask these companies, you know, how did you grow so fast? One of the things they say is that they really, really tuned into optimization, trying to get everything they could out of every marketing dollar that was spent. And a lot of that work entailed into delivering a personalized experience on the website that was geared toward uh, new visitors, returning visitors, visitors that may have had a coupon or some kind of discount or all types of different visitor segments. And so they just got better and better at doing this. And uh, so at Optimunk, we share some of those secrets from these top brands and we do it in a, in a really engaging way so that all marketers can kind of get an idea what changes they can make on their website. And it's done in a friendly and, and for fun format every couple of weeks uh, that, that I deliver that. So that's one of the things that I do. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I know I know Ron and Ash personally from, from Avi. So they're really, really cool guys. And it's crazy to see their growth over such a short period of time. And you also brought up Blendjet. Um, I remember seeing all their ads on Instagram a few years ago, and then I walk into Costco yesterday with, with my girlfriend, <laughs> and I see like a like a pallet of them just being, you know, sold at Costco. So it's weird yeah. to see D to C brands into like morph into reality, basically, and uh, and whatnot. But going back to the personalization side of things for the website, so walk me through that. How does that even work? Because I'm, you know, I'm coming in from the email side of things. And for me, it's like, I have all the data points about a customer. I know how to personalize an email, but on the website, it's a little bit different. So how does that work? Yeah. So when most marketers think of personalization, they actually think of what email, right? Because with email, it gets really interesting. You can segment and have different uh, automations or funnels for your, for your audience and, and really personalize that aspect of communication. With website personalization, we're saying, 
hey, why don't you start personalizing their experience when they're on your website, after they just clicked on your Facebook ad, after they just clicked on a referral link, after they just came from like a blog post, right? That's when you should start the personalization aspect. You don't have to wait until they go into your email funnel. Do it in real time when the interest is very, very high, right? Because over time, you know, as humans, our interest is something our interest in something naturally diminishes over time, just even, you know, even after like one hour, you know, but it really drops after one day, seven days. And so with Optima, you can actually uh, start personalizing that experience in real time, even if you don't know anything about the visitor. And so, you know, for example, Abby, they knew a lot about the visitors, especially those that were coming from their Facebook ad campaigns. They personalized their experience for those people that were clicking on their Facebook ads by designing landing page, a landing page and using dynamic content and being able to change the headline that was really aligned with the value proposition on the, the, the ad itself, right? And so that's one example on how they were personalizing the experience in real time for, for web time visitors. But even if you don't know who that visitor is, you can still do what I call micro engagements and get zero party data and micro engagements. The way I like to look at them is like a conversational pop-up where person comes to your site and you welcome them and you can say something like, Hey, we want you to get the most out of this visit. You know, what are you struggling with? And if you're like a health and wellness website and maybe you specialize in three different products, maybe it's weight loss, maybe it's uh, getting better sleep, uh, or maybe it's building muscle. You know, you can just give them those three different choices and based on whatever selection then you can come back and say, fantastic, you know, let me hold your hand and take you to the part of the website that's most useful for you. And by the way, since you're interested in, in, in getting better sleep, here's our top selling products on, you know, how to sleep better at night, right? So that's an example of you don't know anything about the person, but immediately you can try to kind of try to start a conversation with them, get some zero party data. And now you know a little bit about them and you can segment them and start personalizing that experience in real time. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane that you can actually do that in real time, like you said, uh, for the website and take the customer through an experience that is way more tailored to them rather than looking at the same exact landing page as everyone else. Now, obviously, in theory, that is great. But when it comes to the execution side of things, um, the first thing comes to my mind is how many different channels are you building for? Like how many different customer personas do you have to build for? And on top of that is like, how do you create content that you know is going to resonate with those specific like customer avatars, for example? Yeah. So we already have, I think, six predefined customer segments within the platform. So we make it very easy for you to select if you're trying to create a, uh, a different experience for new visitors or returning visitors or VIP customers, those that maybe have subscribed to your email list with on the platform. Um, so you can actually select a predefined list or create a segment of your own. But if we take a step back, right, there's over 40 different personalization tactics you can do with an Optimug, but we we're saying, no, don't do all 40 of them. It doesn't make sense, right? It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. So what we provide is uh, a personalization checklist and it's a series of questions that we ask you and you can run through this checklist and depending on your knowledge of your own business, of your own website, uh, you can knock this out in a few minutes or it may take a little bit longer. You may have to go into Google Analytics to answer some questions. But some of the questions, are, for example, are um, 
you know, the percentage of visitors that are coming from uh, international, you know, from outside your country, is it more than 20%? Uh, be, be, the reason why we ask that, because if it's more than 20%, then that's an opportunity to personalize that experience for those visitors, right? Another question is, are you capturing both SMS and email, okay? Uh, another question could be, um, you know, what is your abandoned cart rate? And we're asking that because if it's greater than 70%, then that's, that's yeah. bad. <laughs> and so we're going to give you some examples on how to improve that. So you run through that checklist. And then we automatically score it based on uh, what we expect to be the expected reach, the level of effort required, and how hard it is to implement. And so we give you like a score for each one. And uh, so when you finish the, the checklist, you basically get like a ranking of the different tactics that we recommend for you to do based on the level of I guess you would say results, right? The expected results or impact that you would get, the return on your investment, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's the best thing that we recommend is like, hey, personalization, like personalization platform like Optimunk, um, it's kind of like Google Analytics. A lot of people think, oh, I turned it on. I got it set up. Yeah, I have Google Analytics. Well, it's not really going to do anything for you unless you go up there and set up different reports and know how to navigate it and get the best out of it. Same thing with the personalization platform. Just because you get it doesn't mean it's going to do anything for you. There is a little bit of, of work required. So I suggest for anybody who is thinking about going down that path, um, attending you know a personalization you know workshop or, or taking a course, you know we have a checklist and we have a free course at Optimunk. But go get educated about it. Learn about it. Otherwise, you could be spending too much time on something that's not going to give you the best return uh, that you could hand doing that you could doing something else. I think you hit the nail on the head, especially when you mentioned how it's just like Google Analytics, where it's not a one and done solution. You have to keep up with it. You have to check the reports. You have to constantly, weirdly enough, you have to follow people that are visiting your website, not directly to the person, but more so like their behavior. And that that's where you find those like, little nuggets of optimization. Like, okay, cool. I see my users are going from this page to this page. How can I make it easier for them to, or maybe how can I remove this page? So that way they go straight to checkout, that sort of thing. And I think that's, if anything, that's just the most important basic rule to follow whenever using any software, especially something like Optimon. Now, yeah, yep. yeah. when it all comes down to, obviously it comes down to making more money by utilizing the software. How have you seen it affect the conversion rate optimization world when utilizing it yeah well there's there's four different areas that we really make an impact right so the four areas that i like to talk about the most are uh improving your your roast you know uh your return on ad spend right and so the things that you can do there like Abby did by uh aligning or testing different headlines that align with your ads you can see conversion rates increase anywhere from 20 to 40 percent Wow, and that's a that's a big big improvement, especially with the cost per clicks going you know higher and higher, and um, so that's that's one thing. Uh, the second thing is is uh, abandoned carts, and so we have some tactics on how to reduce abandoned carts, and we actually recommend uh, a few different tactics because the old, the old tactic of okay they're about to leave, wait a minute, show the pop up ten percent off automatically. We're saying don't do that because if they're a low intent buyer. Uh, you know, you're, you're basically wasting or cutting into your margin by automatically assuming that, oh, if I give them this discount, they're going to buy. 
some people, if they're low intent shoppers, they, they need more convincing, right? It's not just it's a discount. Like, yes. And instead of just a discount, right? So we even have some clients that we say, hey, if uh, if they're about to leave your website and uh, they haven't put anything in their, their car yet, uh, instead of, you know, trying to show that 10% coupon or whatever, just show a pop-up that just says this month's top selling items and with the images of the items. And that works really, really well. And that gets people back onto the website, back shopping and And that's an example of another tactic. So that's number two, reducing cart abandonment. Number three, email subscribers. That was the initial thing that OptiMonk is known for is uh, getting you more email subscribers. So we have different tactics like the Trojan Horse, which makes it very simple to get the SMS and email address at the same time. And then also other different ideas on, on what you can do uh, to really increase your conversion rates, like the conversational pop-ups and things like that. So uh, email subscribers. Uh, and then the fourth thing that I like to talk about also is just the uh, the personalization from different visitors. Again, if you have like global visitors that are coming in, how you can make that experience a little bit different, how you can show a message to somebody that's coming in from like Australia and, and right away, you can say, uh, okay, uh, welcome from Australia. We ship there. Uh, all items that, you know, you see the prices on here, they're in your currency. And, uh, you know, if you spend more than $50, there's free shipping. And so that actually would tend to improve your average order value doing things like that by giving an experience to different customer segments uh, like that. So the conversion rate, you know, to answer your question, uh, depending on what you're focused on, I would say the average conversion lift that you can get would be any like 20 to 40%. And if you do this in more than one category, wow, it could be much, much higher. Again, much higher. I mean, that's how some of the top selling brands scaled is by really diving deep into how do we make this aspect of the business better. And then once they got that nailed down, they focus on, okay, what about this over here? How can we make this better? And so there's there's always going to be needs for improvement. That's why we have a checklist. And we, we could recommend like, you know, 20 different things, but we're going to say, hey, these top four or five things are going to give you the best return. Yeah, I think the big one is definitely improving your ROAS, which is, you know, ad costs are always going to be rising. So you always need to have something to like, at least imp- like improve the buffer between how much, you know, your cogs are as well as how much you're buying the customer for and, um, and just getting more customers on board for less money. So... Um, you know, that's always a win, especially with users that are almost ready to buy, but don't buy and hitting them with that abandoned cart checkout email, no matter the way you look at it, when you're hitting all those four different points that you mentioned, you will see at least some sort of improvement because of the effort that's being put in there rather than, you know, not doing anything at all. Now, obviously this, this sounds fantastic. Uh, you know, going from even, let's say like a 2% conversion rate to, like a two and a half percent conversion rate. That's still a big difference when you're, you know, running a hundred thousand dollar a month store. Now, obviously it all sounds gravy, but when it comes down to the implementation side of things, let's say a customer wanted to get started with Optimark and actually use it. Uh, how does someone go about it? Is it very easy? You know, I know, I understand how to use it, but for someone that is listening to the pod, um, is it no code? Is it easy to use? How does it work? No coding. It's designed for marketers like me, Nikita, marketers who don't have a coding background, marketers who just want to drag and drop. That's it's designed for SMBs, marketers. I mean, we're basically giving you sort of like the, the powers that Amazon 
has had for many, many years. And now you've got it in a simple platform that it's a drag and drop interface. Anybody can do it. If I can do it, then I, I know anybody can. I don't even know HTML. So that should give you an idea. Yeah, you guys really made it easy for, for everyone. Um, so that's that's fantastic. Now, obviously, if there's no code involved, how do you actually track the users coming in? Do you go based off of a UTM parameter to make sure, like, let's say, if someone's coming in from Facebook, you're giving them a Facebook-only headline, or from TikTok, it's a TikTok-only headline. How does that work? Yep, it's based on the UTM of the, uh, the ad parameter. And so uh, within the platform, there's different triggers based on how do you want to show this pop-up or how do you want to show this message. And then, of course, you can select... Uh, which visitors that you want to show it to. And so we do have a couple of selections based on, you know, the source of the first page that they landed on. And yeah. that would be dependent on the UTM parameter of the ad. And it doesn't slow down the website at all? Like it doesn't affect page speed, load time? No, when we're talking about like the headlines where it's really just copy above the vote, it's not going to slow down uh, page speed at all. Yeah, that's like the biggest concern for me whenever it comes to software like this, whether it's like Hotjar or... You know anything when it comes to CRO? I know there's a lot of backend scripts that are loading while a customer is trying to get to like a product page or a landing page or whatever it is that might affect the site speed. But that's good that you know it doesn't, um, and it'll still help load the website faster or as fast as it normally is. We actually pride ourselves uh, in terms of like the the page speed and and the load speed. So right. uh, the platform itself, I think it's it's state of the art in that aspect. Uh, when we look at the competitors, you'll never see anybody complaining about, oh, I tried it, but it affected my page load speed. Yeah, you'll never see that. Yeah, definitely. So when someone is implementing Optimunk into their, their brand, for example, what would be like the three lowest hanging fruit that someone could start optimizing on their product page or their homepage? Yeah, one of them I think is, the, um, is actually, and I, I suggest you do this every quarter for a couple of days, is uh, having a little qualitative survey box appear when somebody puts something in their cart but doesn't make the purchase and they're trying to leave your website. And, uh, you know, don't try to offer a coupon, don't show them best selling products, but just ask them, you know, what prevented you from buying today? Please let us know. You'll get a ton of insight uh, from that little tactic right there. And the insight that you get can actually help you improve everything from the product description. Just adding more information on there for people who were interested, but you know they may have been on your page or website for like four plus plus minutes, but you didn't do a good enough job convincing them to pull out their card and make that final purchase. But the insight that you get from that person may allow you to make changes to be able to do that. Um, so that's one low hanging fruit. Uh, get the data. Yeah, hear from your customers. It's this very simple way to get good information, qualitative information from your customers. Very simple. Um, the other thing too is, um, and this requires going into GA for a little bit, but like abandoned carts. And so if you don't really know your abandoned cart rate, I would say find out, learn how to do it. It's pretty easy. Uh, but check your abandoned cart rate because if it is higher than like 68%, then there is room for opportunity there on how to re-engage those people that are trying to leave your website and get them back in uh, to make a purchase. That's a, to me, that's just like a low hanging fruit to do. Um, so that would be like number two. And then number three, I think the, uh, you know, creative matters so much. And again, you know, five years ago, I think the average conversion rate was something like 3%. Now it's like closer to one and a half percent because 
you know, people, our attention is just really our attention to detail, our attention to give brands enough time to make their pitch and find out whether or not it resonates with us has really, really gone down over time. And so whatever they click on to get to your website, it's got to align with the copy on your landing page or your homepage, specifically that headline. It's got to align. And so I would say the tactic that Avi does is, again, uh, you know, aligning the headline of your landing page to the different ads that you're running. You can do this quite easily with an Optimunk. You don't have to create multiple landing pages. Uh, but if you got like five different ads running with five different value propositions, you could use the same landing page, but have different headlines that match with each ad that's running. So that would probably be the third tactic. Yeah, that third one is is crucial. I know like Google has been hounding people for years, if not decades, about this with the quality score. You know, for example, like if your headline on your Google ad does not match any specific keywords on or the keywords that you're targeting with the keywords that's on the website, it uh, it penalizes you from having your ad reach more people uh, because it's not a personalized experience or it's not an experience that, you know, someone that wants, a, a, like, let's say an iPhone case, they see an iPhone case ad, uh, but when you take them to their website, it's completely different. So uh, it, it makes sense on why that should help with conversion rate improvements when it comes to you know, even Facebook ads or anything else that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Eric, it's a pleasure to have you on the Scaling E-Commerce podcast. Is there any other things that you want to share before we let you go? No, if you're interested in the workshop that I host every two weeks, just go to optimonk.com forward slash bootcamp and you can learn more about it there. Perfect. Awesome. So what's the best place for people to find you if they want to reach out to you? I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you can just look for Eric Melcher. Uh, feel free to say hello. Uh, you can find me there. And then again, obviously, you can go to optimunk.com and uh, learn about me there at the optimunk.com forward slash bootcamp. Fantastic, Eric. Thanks again for coming on, and I'll see you on the next one. All right. Thanks, Nikita. Thanks again for joining us on the Scaling e commerce podcast. If you enjoyed it or learned something new, remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review. It really helps out with the algorithm. If you want email marketing tips delivered straight to your inbox on a weekly basis from yours truly, then check out the link below or in the show notes to subscribe and join my newsletter. If you're a D2C brand with at least 10,000 email subscribers and interested in starting a conversation to work together, then go to aspectagency.com and we'd love to chat with you. And if you want to stay up to date with anything email and SMS, just follow me on Twitter at Nikita Bakrushev or check the show notes for the link. With that said, I'm Nikita and I'll see you in the next one.